Welcome to a whole new episode of Faith in the Everyday podcast. Welcome back to Radio Maria Australia. You're listening to the Good Morning Show and it's time for our Faith in the Everyday segment. And for those who listen, you know, this time we get to talk to ordinary people who live extraordinary lives, ordinary people who live um, lives for a greater cause, for someone greater, something bigger, something, you know, greater. And today we have a special guest, a friend of mine. I've been trying to, I've been thinking about her for a long time and I'm like, she's not going to say yes to this because she's very busy. She's so busy. And I messaged her and I was like, hey, Jess, would you like to? She was like, yes. I was like, what? Ladies and gentlemen, Jess, how you going, Jess? Hey, hey, John. <laughs> of course I would say yes. Oh, I was You're like. a friend, a good friend. And I love what God is doing with you through this. So I'm so excited. Thank you. Oh, man. <laughs> You're the person behind Salt and Gold Collection on um, Instagram and on social media. I actually spoke to a lot of people. I'm like, oh, I'm interviewing Jess. And they're like, oh, it's Jess. I'm like, oh, Salt and Gold. They're like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, yeah. Well, um, Jess, how have you been? Oh, bro. It has been a crazy <laughs> well since we last saw each other. I don't even know when the last time we saw each other. I know. I feel like, was it like 2019? On mission, I think, yeah, yeah. like was it like the nations or something? Like, yeah, I That's reckon right. that was one of the last times that we yeah. actually caught up in person. So, here we are, <laughs> what, like four years later. So, it's been a massive four years, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> for me, yes, here, that is true. Major exciting things in your life, too. So. Oh man, that doesn't say actually. Yeah. Before, when I was with you, I, yeah. I wasn't sure what time salt and gold became something you wanted to do like when did that whole process for you start was that when i was with you or was that you know after you left for america no it was after like i'd had thoughts throughout my probably early 20s of like oh i wonder if it would ever work if i tried to do some kind of like creative christian content but it never really like i never tried to do it i Mm. i it just I never tried it yeah. <laughs> and I loved the work that I was doing which was like youth ministry youth pastoring and I, so I love that and yeah. so I was really content with that I really felt like that's what God was calling me to and so it wasn't until COVID so mm. it was like that's how I always remember when did I start something gold because <laughs> everybody remembers COVID <laughs> that's right so it, was, it was like March 2020 and uh you know as um my world fell apart and um i was living in america to i just i had nearly finished my first year of study out here and then all the COVID stuff happened and i got Mm. chucked out same day to just go anywhere except america and so i randomly showed up to perth of all places (laughs) and i'd been there once for like four days and that was it i'd never lived there but Mm. my family happened to have moved there while i was living in america so I showed up there and, um, yeah, my whole world had changed. And then the Lord's like, why don't you do some processing? Wow. <laughs> I was like, well, I've got two weeks quarantine. So <laughs> now's probably a good a time as any to try it. And That's so I crazy. started creating. And like, hey, I feel like actually maybe there's some people outside of just me who would 
benefit from hearing God talk through this stuff. And so mm. that's how it all started was just literally through that. Wow. <laughs> there was, was no born from... grand plan. I know. Strategy. There was nothing. It was that's me insane. And my feelings and, <laughs> you know, a time to be creative um, while I tried to get a job. And, um, <laughs> you know, God just took like ashes really and brought something to life from it. And yeah. He's just yeah. so kind like that. <laughs> I mean, like, it, I remember when it was a couple, a couple, maybe 500, 400 followers on, on, on Instagram. And now it's got more than 100, almost 150,000 um, followers on Instagram. Jess, I remember when I, I called you one time, I think it was 100,000 um, mark, and you had the, the balloons and everything. Um, <laughs> I remember calling you and I was like, Jess, how do you feel about that? You know, it's something that just come from that play that covid you know crazy time and, and ashes like you said and now it is one of the most rec you know recognizable sort of platforms on on instagram like what was that feeling like jess oh it's just ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> you know like i just never like i say i didn't have any strategy or hope about anything yeah. coming into it and um you know i like you said like i had really two years of just quietly doing my thing and um starting to share some of my artwork and mm. um but i had taken on another job in a like a youth ministry job in at the time and mm. so um I just had no idea that God one day would take just a single image wow. and mm. throw that out to the entire world to see. <laughs> I yeah. just, I didn't see it coming at all. The feet, I remember it? so clearly just like waking up the next morning and checking my phone and being like, whoa, what the heck is happening? And like every time I would pull down the refresh, like every few seconds, it would go up by like a thousand people. And I'm like sitting there just like watching it like, what is happening and going out to my family and being like guys like to my sister like are you seeing this like what is i don't i have no idea what's happening why this is happening like it was Praise i was God. so just like shocked and like had no idea what was going on <laughs> wow it was the wildest thing just seeing that mm. escalate mm. over the days and weeks mm. to come like it just didn't stop yeah. and i still <laughs> Like, I still haven't got my head around it. Like, yeah. everything that the Lord does still amazes me and shocks me. And I'm like, yeah. wow, Lord. And, like, we're going through a pattern right now, the Lord and I, where, where he feels dreams that I didn't even know to dream. Like, I have people reach out to me who it would never even cross my mind to ever connect with them. Like, it's just the craziest thing. Mm. So it's almost like... But I was like, okay, when you're like too afraid to dream or you just, you can't think big enough, I'm mm. still going to make those opportunities yeah. happen. So I'm literally just sitting here like doing my thing <laughs> with like wow. no expectations about anything. And the Lord is still loving to just Jeez. do whatever the heck he wants. Mm. And, um, you know, I, it really seems like people are, um, having encounters with Jesus yeah. through this. And so yeah. that's what I'm really believing. It's like, oh, yeah. this is happening because God knows that someone needs to see something. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. This is so much more about the gospel than yeah. it is about me. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My very limited artistic abilities. Wow. <laughs> I was just showing Jane Jess before the, we got on the interview. Like, there's a painting over there. It was actually a gift from my one of my wife's friends who bought it for her and gave her as a gift. And I came into the house. I was like, hang on. I know who did that. <laughs> like, 
it's just seeing how much you you know you, God through your art form has just spread around the world. It's just beautiful. Wow. Uh, let's sort of dial it back a little bit. You see on my face if you're listening to just the audio, you can't see my face, but my face is still like. <laughs> Like I'm like constantly walking around with like that shocked emoji, you know. Where That's like, oh, amazing. Oh man, I mean, I'm sh- <laughs> I'm sure the other side of it. Now again, I remember asking you this. Actually, I think I called you when I was I started seeing, you know, the I think you posted some things about the unfortunately the negative side of it where people begin to, you know. And like, how do you navigate those things? Because, you know, I, I have never sort of experienced those things. Now I'm on social media and whatnot. I don't know, it might come one day. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, how did you, and I, I thought how you did it on social media was brilliant. But, you know, how do you navigate the, the very minute percentage of trolls? I'd say they're probably not as minute as you think. Oh, really? <laughs> Everyone, including, I'll tell you what, I'm just being really honest. <laughs> if you don't want me to say this, you can no. edit it out later. <laughs> But honestly, like, Christians are the worst. Like, really, you'd think that Christian artwork would be the most offensive to people who don't believe in Jesus, don't believe in God, don't have relationship or context for the artwork. And it is so not. It is rare that I ever get um, rude feedback from an atheist or agnostic or even a Muslim or someone, right? But Christians, man. We just love to misunderstand, to wow. be offended. We just love the feeling of being offended and of being a bit of a victim. And yeah, um, <laughs> that's a bit spicy to say, isn't no, it? No, 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 no. I really think it it's is true. true. I'm saying that because it, I see that in my own heart. Exactly, like, your reality. I love to judge. Like, there's just something about like loving to look at something and be like, oh, well, that. You know, that worship leader, I could have done better. Mm. Or like, oh, yeah, that music's mm. not that great. Or like, oh, oh my gosh, the way yeah. that that priest preached his homily, yeah, wasn't that good, right? But I'm, like when I do that, I'm missing everything that God has for me in that. And I'm like, my vision for what he wants to say to me becomes so narrow and so small. Yeah. Um, you miss it. Yeah. All that to be said, yeah. yes, there are a lot of people, particularly Christians, who give some... Honestly, just nasty. Nasty. Like, it's yeah. Just, it's unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's not helpful to anybody. Wow. You know. Um, not even to yourself. Oh, look, I definitely, right at the start, when I, like, I didn't see anything coming, right, it was it was overwhelming. And I mm. felt the need um, to protect myself, my artwork, my ministry, other people in the community who were reading the comment section and so i would like stay awake all night like live responding to every single comment that was happening good or bad Mm. um and man that's just exhausting (laughs) (laughs) and one day the lord was like jess my ministry your ministry is not in the comment section like you're wasting precious time like i have other things for you to do with your time and it's not having theological debates in a comment section. Like, create. Mm. <laughs> so I was like, okay, mm. God, I can work with that. And yes. so it's pretty rare now like, yeah. that I would engage in a comment section, yeah. positive or negative. Negative, yeah. Um, mm. Because that's just not the way that the Lord wants me to use my time, mm. right? And um, so that's one aspect. Um, the second was just like, oh, man, my identity cannot be in this. Like, I... My life would not change at all if this whole thing 
die tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And I like I think that's a grace from the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> my gosh, I can only imagine how difficult it would be to have a presence on social media that you um, have more investment in than your real life and your life with the Lord. <laughs> that's a dangerous, yeah. dangerous place to be. Gosh, um, yeah, yeah. I struggle with that sometimes, yeah. Jess. <laughs> I'm just like, I make sure, <clears throat> I make sure that I don't wrap my identity to what I do. Like, and it's it's hard sometimes. Like, it's crazy. Like, you know, whether it's playing the music at a cathedral or it's at this event or that event, I'm like, if you don't get called to play music, John, it's okay. <laughs> you know? And I asked, and I told myself that I'm like, you know, you are not your music. You're not the piano. <laughs> you are John. And and um, yeah. <laughs> It's real. I literally, I have, I got it a while back, um, before we met, I got a tattoo. This is, okay, hear me. Hear me, listeners and watchers. This is not about a tattoo and your opinion on tattoos. All I'm saying is, I have the word beloved tattooed beloved. on my arm. Yeah. Because that was the time that I was learning my identity above anything else, is that God calls me beloved. And it just gives me so much peace in anything when i remember that whether i'm in conflict with someone I'm like jess it doesn't matter how this conflict goes you're still his beloved or whether it's jess it doesn't matter how many people see that image you're still the beloved. like yeah it just works in every single context <laughs> yes anyways yes so. indeed wow talking about before you met me jess i'm sure um people christians listeners everyone is you know, wondering what what is Jess's story? You know, what is Jess's um, uh -huh. faith journey? Where did it begin? You know, was it mom? Was it dad? Was it family? Or was it something that came later? I know the story, but I'm sure our listeners would love yeah. to like hear you know the bit of your background, Jess. Uh huh. Um, so my story, I didn't originally grow up in a Christian family. Um, I met Jesus when I was about 11 years old. My friend invited me to go to her Baptist church. And I had never heard of God before, didn't know what the word Jesus meant, uh, didn't have any context for even what church was. Like, you know, most people you'd say the word church and they'd have some kind of association of like, even if it's like an old wooden building or, or something, I had nothing. And so she was like, do you want to come to church? And I was like, wow. <laughs> she said, do you want to come to my house for a sleepover? <laughs> and I was like, Heck yes. Yes. So, and, but it's very strategic on her part because she was said, okay, come on Saturday night and then on Sunday morning we'll go to church. You can come to church with my family and then we'll drop you home after church. And I was like, sweet. <laughs> yeah, so that's what happened. Yeah. And I met Jesus in that, in that church wow. um, through the worship music. The service started with worship and um, I had no idea what was going on. I had no idea who we were singing about, but mm. I resonated both with the music, but also like as I was singing, again, without knowing what the heck the lyrics were about or yeah. why we were using this word Jesus or anything, but I felt what I now could say, like I had an encounter with mm. God um, where I just, I just felt something in my heart and I was like, man, all the pain that I had been feeling um, through my circumstances, they all just disappeared as I encountered the love of God, the comfort of God, the, yeah. the confidence, um, the, it just was yeah. like, man, I felt for a second, like I came alive. Right. Mm. 
But I had That's no idea what that was. Mm. Anyway, so then afterwards, that you know, the adults stayed together and they had their adult preaching and service, and all the kids went out to Sunday school. And so um, I went out with my friends, and we went out there, and the youth pastor got up and he talked about this guy Jesus and um, told us who he was and asked if anyone wanted to give their life to Jesus. And I was like, well, if that's the name for the thing that I know that I experienced, yeah. that's real. Yeah. I'll do that. So I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and it just was not a big deal. Like, wow. you know, um, I just really didn't think about it. They were like, put up your hand if you want to give the life to Jesus. I'm like, yeah. yeah, sounds good, you know. So prayed yeah. the prayer, got given a Bible, good and to go, you know. This is like, 11 so as well. Strange. It was like really non-drama. Mm. And, but that was absolutely the day that I gave my life to Jesus. And, yeah, I was only 11. Mm. But wow. I never since that day have ever doubted if God is real. Like That's beautiful. No matter what my faith journey overall is looking like, no matter what my life is looking like, yeah. I have just mm. always known mm. God is my friend and wow. he is with me and he loves me no matter what. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that was the start of my faith journey. Yeah. And then we had a few other significant moments along the way. Um, mm. Mm. I um, became, I was baptized in a Catholic church actually when I was 14. Um, our family transitioned to, to be going to Mass, and um, I I knew that I wanted to be baptized, but I did not. Um, I actually refused to receive um, the Sacrament of Confirmation because that's like an adult decision that you're making of um, especially committing to living out your faith within the Catholic faith. And I just wasn't there. I just... I knew that I loved God, and so I wanted baptism, and I had my first Holy Communion. But I just, um, I just, I just, it, to me, it just felt wrong to commit to something that I wasn't actually committing to. Yeah, so I like, didn't even understand that. properly, even. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so that actually took a while. Um, I got confirmed when I was nineteen. Mm. Um, so that was, but man, I'm so glad actually that I waited to wrestle yeah. to wrestle it out to know so that when I committed I committed for life like um again since then I've never once wondered like oh am I called to the Catholic Church like it's just yes Beautiful. I've made this commitment that's for life and Beautiful. not out of um you know being religious or um feeling a need to just uphold a promise but actually just something in my heart like no, it's like, oh, I've made a covenant with God. Yeah. Like, I, I meet him here. This is, this is, this is for life. This mm. is the way Sealed. that I get to meet and love Jesus for life, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah wow. so that's been exciting. I got yeah. baptized in the Holy Spirit at this, when I, when I was 19 at this Catholic uh, summer school for young adults. Yeah. I loved it. Where's that? In yeah, New Zealand as well? Moved. Yeah, that was in New Zealand. So yeah. all of this is New Zealand. I grew yeah. up in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, Christchurch. Shout out. Yeah, Christchurch, New Zealand, <laughs> a little town called Ringira. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah, that was that was kind of the the key moments. Yeah. And of course, like over the like all through my life, like every single one of us, there's never been a moment where it's like, okay, and now I'm at the mm. point of being the perfect Christian, and I don't need to grow in any other area of my life. I'm the Lord and I were doing this perfect. <laughs> like no, every single day I'm like, oh great. I'm developing like this gift of the spirit today <laughs> or yeah. I've failed in this area. Lord, I'm going to come and say sorry, you know? Yeah. Um, and so it's just been this constant like learning how to love Jesus better, learning, yeah. oh, he's actually interested in my life. Like 
Yes. <laughs> he hears yes. something to say to me. I can hear him. Like yeah. it's just this constant like discovery and like loving correction of a good father who Beautiful. wants a good relationship with me. You know. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Anyway, so that's a little bit of backstory. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Jess, uh, I think it was in 2019 when you. I think for the first time, I think publicly actually shared this story with the world. And I remember playing that video for my wife, actually, we watched it together just to, you know, because I still to this day, I'm still incredibly inspired by, you know, what God did with you in that moment. And this is when, um, I'm not sure what year this was, but it was when the, the, the earthquakes happened in Christchurch that were really devastating. And you were in the middle of it, Jess. You know, how did you navigate all of that? You know, the world was literally yeah. crumbling around you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. It's one of those things where you never expect to mm. go through something like that. Like you see it in the movies, you're like, oh, okay. And then it starts to happen and you're like, holy yeah. smokes, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, it was. It was devastating. I was 17 years old and, yeah, literally my entire world fell down. <laughs> um, and... Um, a lot of people lost their lives in that and God really saved my life. I was in this somewhere where I should have died um, and yeah, didn't. And But just seeing so much pain and trauma and death around me, man, you have to ask the question like, it wasn't a question of God, are you real? I knew that he was real. The question was, God, are you good? And that was, and all of us have to ask it. Like we all, I reckon there are two questions that every single human on the planet has to ask themselves. It's like, is there a God? And if there is, like, what's his character? What's his nature? Is he actually good or not? And so that was, that was my moment. Mm. And um, I just had to come out with the conclusion that if God, was with me and he was my comfort and he was um i met him in so many ways through people around me looking after me even complete strangers through he rescued my family mm. when we were homeless after that off totally off the side of the road in the middle of nowhere in new zealand like so many things um you know i you know my body should have been hurt and i wasn't like just so many things I was like, Lord, if you were with me in that, you kind of also been making this happen. Like, I don't, you, you're not too natured. Mm. You're either good or you're bad. And I believe that you're good. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yep. And so that was like, that was my wrestle. And that's where I came out at. Wow. And, um, Beautiful. God, it has that, that meeting God like that and knowing his character has affected every single thing after that. Because yeah. whether it's like, oh, yeah. um, this person is sick. God, are you actually good? Like, or um, my world just fell apart again in a different way. God, yeah. did you do this or yeah. not? Like, you know, no, God is good. He's not in the pain and the chaos. He's the comforter. He's the provider. He's the protector. He's the good shepherd. He's yeah. like the one who would sacrifice himself for us. When you know that, it gives you every answer that you ever need about him and about whether you can trust him with your life. Yes. Um, so that was just, it was, um, do I wish, am, am I glad that I went through that? No, mm. <laughs> absolutely not. Am I thankful that I 
have like had the wrestle and came out with this afterwards and that I I know the character of God. Oh, I'm grateful. Yeah. I'm so grateful. Praise <laughs> God. Wow. Jess, yeah. moving out, moving from New Zealand, you came to... Uh-huh. Actually, the first time I met you was in Canberra in the seminary. <laughs> I was an mm-hmm. MGO brother and I looked around and I was like, oh, this is, you know, there's Jess over there. And I'm like, oh, who is, who is that? So what were you doing in the seminary? <laughs> How did it get here? <laughs> I joined the seminary. Great question. <laughs> yes, so I first came to Australia. I put my job on hold for a month um, and flew across to Australia to spend a month uh, doing what they call like a come and see mm. with a religious order called the Missionaries of God's Love. And I was actually staying with the sisters, but then sometimes we'd have mass or whatever together with the brothers. And John, you were a brother at the, yeah. at the time. And I was discerning becoming a religious sister, a, like a, a nun. Hmm. And so that was, that was the first was... time I guess we, we like were in the same place at the same time. Yeah. Um, and then I went home and yeah, quit, quit my job. Wow. <laughs> like I got back on the like Saturday night or whatever. And then went in Monday morning and was like, Hey boss, um, really sorry, but uh, here's my resignation. Like I'm actually moving to Australia wow. uh, to go try and be a nun. Wow. <laughs> so it, it all happened pretty quickly. Um, and I showed up. So I spent a year with the Missionaries of God's Love Sisters. Again, with you. Yes. I love the way that the Lord kind of like kept bringing like, yes. our lives together. Yeah. And uh, so we were missionaries along with a bunch of nuns and brothers and um, lay. lay youth ministers um, for a whole year. And what we traveled year. Australia and, you know, we were both like you were further along in the journey than I was of discerning religious life. Um, but we were both kind of figuring out, is God calling me to be a brother or a priest? Is God calling me to be a, a sister and nun? Um, but then also we got to have the best year ever as youth missionaries. So going out to these really remote places around Australia and preaching the gospel to specifically young people, to teenagers, even yeah. sometimes Schools. we were in primary school with like five-year-olds, <laughs> so cute, um, and all the way up to even young adults. And, and even sometimes we were ministering to yeah. like the older like older people doing it. We did everything. It was just like whatever doors that the Lord opened, we were going to serve. And it was just the best year. Honestly, still one of my favorite years of my whole life. I just loved it. Did you love it? I did. Looking back on it, I mean, I look back, I go, that was a transformative year. You know, I'm on I look back, I'm like, yeah, I'm glad I had that. You know, I actually wish I could do it again, honestly. I wish I could do it again at some point. I'd do it with a, a renewed, you know, sort of sense of <laughs> um, identity and, and favor. And um, yeah, I remember that was also the same year where we did a lot of music together. So for those guys, if you guys don't know, Jess has one of the most incredible voices I've ever heard. You have an incredible <laughs> voice. I remember, um, now nah, this might not air on the radio, but like, but we actually did an audition together for Bethel. We did. And I thought I, that was just beautiful. I just, I just felt incredibly privileged to, to be asked, actually, to play with you to audition for Bethel. And um, 
and that whole year man i think we had like this this band jj john and jess kind of, kind of yeah. team and um how did you find music with 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 that you know jess with that mission with me with the team mm -hmm. i mean we i still have a little bit of <laughs> anytime i hear like yes lord yes lord it's like something in me is like half hates it and half <laughs> loves it because i reckon we sang that song a million times several times a day like every day the whole year um trading my sorrows that's what it's called yeah and uh man we really hammered out some of those <laughs> songs uh in those we did a lot of uh, um lighthouse yeah especially if we went to like a primary school or something yeah we would we would smash out those songs but they're great like I have a special place in my heart now for like action songs. Yeah. Even sometimes when we would go into communities and English was not mm. a first language or even necessarily wow. a language spoken at all. And mm. so to be able to go into these places and you might not share a common language, but you share a common God and you can all do like hand actions together. Yes. Right? <laughs> so yes. they're, they're great tools. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like leading worship, always so special, mm. such a privilege to yeah. be able to like stand in front of a room and like your one job is to hear what is God wanting to do in this room? Like, where are we going? Mm. Where can we, like, where can we go together? And yeah. oh, it's a gift. And you're no. a very talented musician and I love seeing you doing your music stuff. Thank you. Really oh, I really, it has really just gone... God, where God has taken me these days has been, it's just been blessing. Like I did not see myself. I remember when I first came to Melbourne and uh, we, we, we got a tour around, you know, the city to the cathedral. And I was like, oh, wow, this is, this is amazing. And the fact that I'm actually playing there regularly now, like, I'm just like, what is this? You know, last Thursday I played for the Archbishop. It's right there. And I'm just, and it's, I saw him mouthing the songs I was mouthing. I was singing. I was like, this is not happening. <laughs> Like, it's like, when did this happen, you know? And just absolutely grateful with Jane Bryant, Father Rob, and, you know, and yep. these guys. It's just, you know, been, been grateful. And I think I try to, like, understand it. I'm like, is it because this is this is God's will or mission, you know? Like, because I, like, I didn't, you know, I never sought out, I never went through music training, and I, got, I never got trained, I never got classes or whatever. You know, like, this is just... It has to be God's, you know, God's will and God's, this is, this is your talent. You use it, you know, and um, yeah. no, it's been amazing. And so obviously just from the mission trip and then I guess the, the third, the third part and the current part of your life right now is happening. So uh -huh. after the mission trip, after MGL sisters, boom, what happened after that? Yeah. So we got to the end of our mission year and I sat down with one of the nuns and I said, sister. I'm ready to be a nun. <laughs> really? She looked me dead in the face. And she said so lovingly, Jess, you don't show any signs of someone who's called to religious life. Um, and I was so taken aback. Honestly, I did not see that coming one bit. Uh, and I had like planned out like, okay, this is going to be my life now. I'm about to do another six years in, wow. like, in training to really? join sisters. And then I'm going to spend my life as an MGL and, and that's really? how God's going to use my life. And, um, yeah. So I just like, was like, Whoa, what's, <laughs> what's happening and how do I, what do I do with that? And okay, God, if that's not what you want with my life, what do you want with, with my life? And so I had a couple of years earlier, I had visited Bethel church in California 
for a, a worship conference actually mm. um, and I really loved it and while I was here I heard about this full-time ministry school and so that had sort of stayed in the back of my mind for literally four years and when my future slate got made blank I guess I yeah. was like huh oh, maybe you should go there and the sisters were like yeah you've been talking about this a lot maybe you should think about whether that's where God wants you to go and so I applied, I got accepted, and so that became my new life. And yes. so um, I got on a plane and I moved over here wow. to America. And um, it's been... a, you can do up to three years of this ministry college, but you don't have to do all three years. So mm. each year you have to reapply to see oh, whether you're accepted. I see. The following year. And, um, anyway, so I did my first year and I just loved it. And I had just no question that that's mm. what God had planned for my future and so i'm currently about to finish my third well no <laughs> i'm not about to finish it feels like i'm about to finish the year is going so fast yeah i just started started your third year. year yeah um which i'm loving and <laughs> that's beautiful it's just crushing me to think like oh my time here is coming to an end because <laughs> it's just wow. been a dream to just spend mm. all day every day just leaning into the holy spirit to be surrounded by people who would give up sell their houses, move their families, get visas, have no work, anything to get in the room to come here to pursue Jesus. And, um, man, that's such wow. a gift. Yeah. So, yeah, that's been three years. But really, this is – there was a two-year gap in the because of COVID. Mm, mm, um, yeah. Which, again, is the gap that the Lord used to start Salt and Gold. So, you know, he had a plan for it, even yes. though I hated it and was not a fan of yes. his plan. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> wow. to where I'm at today. That's so, amazing. Yeah, and so I am balancing out my final year of ministry studies alongside running Salt and Gold. Yeah. I'm sure you've been asked this question a lot, actually. But I've got a, a cliche question for you, Jess. How do you balance your Catholic faith with being in Bethel, you know, I'm sure people are asking, oh, yeah. do you go to mass on Sunday? You know, do you go to service on uh -huh. Sunday? Um, what is yep, your answer yep. to that question? Oh, totally. It's a great question. And it is actually, that's pretty much the first thing that anyone asks me, particularly here are the students when they find out that I'm a Catholic and not just like Catholic as in like I was baptized when I was a baby or something, but like I'm a practicing Catholic. Yep. Like, how are you here? Like, how does this, how does this whole thing work? Right. Cause there's such misconceptions about Catholicism. Like most people think, I don't know Jesus. I'm going to hell. I worship Mary. Um, and you know, there's just a lot of misunderstanding. And yep. some of that, I find often a lot of that misunderstanding comes from actually people having their own bad experiences of the church. Maybe they went to a Catholic school as a kid and just had a terrible experience. Um, or maybe someone in their family used to be a Catholic and they didn't have a great experience. Like it's, it, it breaks my heart. It makes yeah. me so sad. Like mm. I would love for every single person who walks into a Catholic church to meet God there. And um, so that's often where the misunderstanding comes from. Mm. And if you're listening and if that's you, I'm really sorry. Like there is something better. <laughs> Yeah. Then you being hurt by the Catholic Church, and you know, I'm sure you'll join me, John, in saying like, yeah. if you're listening and you've been hurt by the church, absolutely, I'm so sorry. Like that's yeah. not the fullness of what that is God not wants it. you, and that's not the fullness of what the church is meant to be. And yes. we're just really sorry. Yes. yes. Um. 
but how do I balance it here? Like I said, like when I committed to the Catholic Church, it lets me clear, like I'm not committing to a church. I'm committing because I find God in that church. Like my commitment is to the Lord and that looks like through the Catholic Church. Um, that was for life. And so, yes, I come here in a part of the program that you commit to is you're committed to serving in the local church here, to attending every Sunday. But above that, my first priority is always Jesus, who I meet in the Eucharist every single week. Yeah. <laughs> and so it, it actually works out really well because um, there are several parishes here in, in this little city. California. And yeah. um, no matter which service rotation I get put on for Bethel Church, I can always go to a different time mass. Yeah. And so it just works out really well. Yeah. Um, and there's, it's rare that there is any conflict between what I am um, learning or taught in Bethel or it's called Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. That's the name of the like ministry college that flows yeah. out of Bethel Church. Mm. Um, we call it BSSM for short because it's a bit of a mouthful. Um, <laughs> but it's it's rare that what we are learning or what's taught at BSSM is in direct conflict to yeah. what Catholic faith, is, yeah. I believe is true in yeah. our Catholic faith. And um, most of it's the same. Like, do we both believe Jesus can heal? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, do we believe that Jesus is the only way, truth, and life? Yeah. Like, all of it is, we we have the same creed. Like, every single Christian church has the same creed. And so when you're basing what you believe off of the same creed, come on, you've got so yeah. much more in common than you don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are some things that are different. And so, again... For me, my Catholic understanding always takes priority. Yeah. And this is not an environment where you are taught something and whatever you're taught is what you believe or what, what you should believe. This is an environment where you are presented with um, beliefs. But you have literally thousands of people here from all different countries and church backgrounds. And so the encouragement is, here's something. What does God say about that? What mm. do you believe? And so it's more like... Um, so yeah, like there's a, some core yeah. beliefs, which if we're Christians, we should all have the same core <laughs> yeah. beliefs, right? Yeah. That's non-negotiable. Like, yeah. is Jesus God? <laughs> yep. <laughs> but like this stuff around that, like you get to figure that one out for yourself, like mm. wrestle it out with the Lord. Um, and the encouragement is not to come to BCCM or to Bethel and stay here. Like that's not the goal. The goal is you come here, you learn, and then you go back home to wherever God calls you and yep. you you take what you've learned and you yeah. apply that in your space. And so yeah. there are Catholics. I'm not the only Catholic here at BSSM, which is awesome. Thanks, God. And, you know, the encouragement is to come here <laughs> to have three years of, like, ministry training and get equipped and leave. Mm. And uh, my heart is that um, what I'm learning is going to have a positive impact on our Catholic family. Like, man, to see every Catholic in relationship with the Holy Spirit, in in relationship with Jesus, in um, hearing him speak to them personally, reading their Bibles, like what we want to see in every Christian. Like that's what I burn for for our Catholic family too, yeah. you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, wow. a long way to answer a fairly straightforward <laughs> question. But. Beautiful. Absolutely. I think, and I never really question. I never really was like, Jess, what, what are you doing there? Like, you know, it's like, no. You know, because I know Catholics who go there, you know, and Tim Kirk goes there sometimes. Like, you know, 
I know people who are Catholic who have been there, and it's about getting. And the crazy thing is, we play Bethel music at our worship, you know, sessions at the Catholic yeah. Church. You know what I mean? And we love Bethel music. Goodness of God is one of the most, you know. I played it at a at a brother's final vows the other day, like, oh. and so. Um, no. Nah. You know what? Go to mass here in in Reading. The town I'm in is called Reading. I go to mass and we play Bethel music songs in mass and i'm like i would put money on the fact that 99 percent of the people in this room have no idea that this song was written by a church in their town like that would have no <laughs> clue that is true that is true wow now final question actually just talking about mission so you went on mission um in between your your um your classes or between your semesters and i remember you told me you were you were going to go to the middle east and you're like john I don't know what's going to happen there, but just pray for me, you know. And and you did go, Jess, did you? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I had had the massive privilege of um, going over to the Middle East a few times and visiting a few different countries. And it is the craziest, most humbling experience. You can't go there and encounter Christians who are truly persecuted all of them not just a one-off unfortunate like every single one of them you cannot encounter these people who are giving up everything to follow jesus and not keep your life the same <laughs> you know? like, yeah. it's it's like you'd ha- you'd have to be a robot to be able to do that and um you know it was a privilege for me to be able to minister to these um Christians and non-Christians too, Mm. Um, but man, did I just get wrecked by them and hearing their stories and, um, you know, when I am lifting my hands and worshipping the Lord, it's like I've been through stuff, but man, compared to that person next to me, I've been through nothing and they're still like, they've lost everything, they've had the most horrendous things happen in their life and they're still able to put up their hands and say, you know, like, God is good. Like, I love him. He is taking care of me. He, you know, like, oh my gosh. (laughs) We just, like, we live, I've grown up in such a safe, privileged culture, both in New Zealand and Australia and even here in America too. We have no idea what it means to sacrifice for the gospel. Like, we really, we don't and um wow yeah gosh yeah i wish that i could talk about it super freely um but mm. i can't because oh. yeah. we have to protect of course these people of course um yeah. but man just go like yeah <laughs> that's what i would say like more than hearing my stories or like more than like reading about this in a book like if the lord is like moving your heart to go to experience life in the middle east whether it's for two weeks or two years or your whole life i don't know Mm. but man if he's calling you just say yes and go and it will break your heart but man it's still worth it like (laughs) absolutely so worth it oh man praise god praise god no perspective it does give perspective honestly um i remember talking to a friend of mine yesterday i was saying how um it was actually an argument i was saying oh saints have more you know back in the day in the, in the 18th 19th or whatever century ago that it was harder to be christian then because of um 
and you know, as opposed to now, in but she, but she was like, hang on, well, you can say that, but then it has to be in context. See, in the Western world, it is easier, but don't don't say mm-hmm. now because you have no idea. There's some places out there, you it's life or death, and I'm like, hang on, you're right. Yeah. That is true. That yeah. is true. No, that's a great perspective. Wow. Yeah. No. <laughs> Final question, just before you go. I said that before, but a final question. Um, favorite <laughs> movie, favorite TV show, favorite worship song. Let's hear it. Okay. Favorite movie? I just, John, I just hate movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm so yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just, okay, movies, they take you on the most intense, roller, like, emotional roller coaster, and I get way too invested. And no matter how it ends, I always just feel, like, emotionally traumatized again. <laughs> I cannot. I cannot. Okay. I feel you. Yep. But I okay. Um, if I had to pick one, I really actually like The Greatest Showman because the music yes, is legit. I, I love that one. Yeah, we watched that together actually oh. with um some of the families in South Australia. Yeah. 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 It's good. <laughs> um, favorite TV show. Okay, it genuinely is The Chosen. <laughs> I yes. don't watch anything twice, whether it's a movie or a TV show. Like, it's one and done. Like, I do not watch it again. But The Chosen, I have watched that TV series over and over. And every <laughs> single time, it makes yeah. me cry. <laughs> That's the thing, Jess. So, like, I've struggled I to watch it, you know, um, because it's... Yeah, I, I, I can't get through an episode. I just, you know, it's too... It hits too deep. <laughs> <laughs> it's too deep, man. You got but it, you got it. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, and favorite worship song? I think my all-time favorite that's just gonna be my life anthem is "No Longer Slaves" by Beatles. Yes, music. Yeah, I know like, that. I'm no longer a um, slave to fear. I am a child of God. You know, like, mm. oof. If I'm ever like, what a declaration. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a yes. slave to fear. Um, yes. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know, I'm a child of God. I'm a child right? of like, God. Yeah. Oh, so Absolutely. good. Absolutely. So oh, good. But there yes. is like there is incredible worship music out there. Mm. All kinds of different worship music. Mm. Have you tried writing, but, Jess? Have you tried writing any? Um Yeah, I used to. Yeah. Not lately, but but definitely I used to when I was mm. more involved in, in worship. Worship, maybe. yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. Wow. Jess. Thank you. Thank you so much for making time. Oh, I welcome, honestly okay. appreciate I felt like we were just chatting. Like it wasn't an interview or yeah, whatever yeah. it was. Um, I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. And I continue to pray for you, for your mission, for your future, for what you're doing, for salt and gold, um, you know, for everything that you do and that you are. May God continue to bless. And let's give in to us, Jess. For you too and your family. I just love seeing what God's been doing in your life. It's oh. the best thing ever. Thank you. No, I'll talk to you soon, Jess. Yeah. Bye, John. Thanks a lot, guys, for listening to the Faith in the Everyday podcast. Just remember that the interviews on this podcast originally air on the Good Morning Show on Radio Maria Australia every weekday at 8 a.m. Check us out. God bless.